Hi there! Welcome to episode 128 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The role-playing genre is known for many things, and fantastic music is one of them. So, to celebrate the 35th anniversary of RPG royalty, we're doing what we do best, appreciating its music. (laughs) Beware of approaching danger, because tonight we listen to the music of Dragon Warrior for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am delightful. Okay. Had a good day today. I'm having a good week so far. It's uh, coming along nicely, I must say. That's excellent to hear. I like to hear when my friends are doing well. uh, I'm getting the hang of this whole uh, work schedule thing, which Mm -hmm. will only really be around for another month until the kids are on summer vacation. But, you know, Mm. for the time being, it's working out well, getting a lot done. And uh, I just made a video for Stone Age Gamer about this uh, Sega driving system. It's okay. this, it's this awesome little doodad. It's a a Japanese thing, although I think it was released in America and Europe too. But I had never seen it. I picked it up at too many games, and it's uh it's the Japanese version, so I couldn't read any of the instructions. <laughs> uh, it's like a little steering wheel thing, and uh, a a little plastic bar that goes on your the front of your television that has a car on it. And when you turn the steering wheel, the car drives back and forth. And then you put in a VHS tape, which is, you know, like just footage of driving. <laughs> and then you pretend to dodge the other cars on the road. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> there's this one point where there's cows... And they're just like, there's cows in the road, okay. And, and it's just this guy talking in Japanese the whole time. I have no idea what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, it made me pretty happy. It sounds so, yeah. it sounds fun and ridiculous all the same. It, sounds, <laughs> it honestly sounds like a couple of other things I remember from my childhood. I remember very specifically this um, little tabletop thing. It was like red... And it had, like, this kind of backlit film-ish sort of thing. The road was black, and you kind of did a similar thing with the car. But um, you could actually, like, hit something and it stops. Like, I can't imagine that this um, VHS tracks your, you know, destruction and damage. No, there's no tracking of damage, but I think they're supposed to be, and it doesn't seem to work, but it does seem that there's supposed to be some sort of scoring system. And I think it's it doesn't work because of the size of my television. Because uh, there's this chunk at the bottom of the... Like, there's this light that keeps going on and off inside the car while I'm uh-huh. using it. And at the bottom of the screen, it's like this black bar where a, a chunk of it stays solid black. And then another part of it... Uh, the solid black is where, you know, judging by the video, you'd be safe. And then everything else is flashing white. And I think it keeps track of your score of like how much you stay in that black zone but the thing is is that I'm, I have a pretty large CRT mm-hmm. and this was designed before that was a thing mm-hmm. so like it's built to have these little like metal rods that stick to the top of your TV and hold the thing in place in front of your small CRT but since my TV's too big I had to rig uh, something to kind of keep the, uh, the the car in place while while I played so it wasn't lined up perfectly but Speaking of fun, you know, retro things uh, still being worthwhile in, in in the modern day. Right before, uh, right right before this, I put my put my kids to bed, and it was my turn to read with my daughter because we swap every night. You know, one of us reads with one, one of us reads with the other, and she wanted to read downstairs because she wanted her third story to be the uh, Scuffy the Tugboat record from when I was a kid. Wow, the the read along record. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's I, she's playing the smart game. <laughs> that record's like 45 minutes. I don't have to be asleep for another 45 minutes. All right. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I used to listen to that thing when I was a kid with my little Fisher-Price record player thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just makes me so happy that they remember it. Like, even my, my kids, they just think it's neat. Uh, you know, John, not as much anymore because he's like, he's seven now. But uh and he's a little old for, for those stories, but he still mm-hmm. thinks they're neat, but she still requests it, and mostly because of this little song that's in there, which, uh, uh, I don't know. I won't sail in a bathtub. A tub is no place for a red-painted tugboat. I was meant for bigger things. I'm tired of sitting here on 
shelf I wanna see what my future will bring I just keep telling myself that I was meant for bigger things It just fills my heart with joy I, I just love the love the sounds of that thing That's all um, that matters Glad records are in my life once again So, But anyway, yeah. uh, we should probably get to work here, huh? I guess so Yeah, why not? If you make me we're going to talk about Dragon Warrior, uh, and I have some feelings about this game. I'm not the biggest Dragon Warrior fan on the planet, uh, but I certainly don't hate the game, uh, and I have a lot of interest in playing some of the newer entries someday. But anyway, <laughs> Matt, yes, hit sir. us with some history. Certainly. Dragon Warrior was released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in August of 1998, and was the American localization of Dragon Quest, which is celebrating its 35th anniversary having released on May 27, 1986 in Japan. Dragon Quest was a massive success for a Famicom, and basically set the standard for what would eventually become the JRPG genre, and Nintendo wanted to do its best to replicate that success in the United States. In a somewhat misguided attempt to appeal more to American audiences, they changed the name from Dragon Quest to Dragon Warrior, and redrew the game's cover art to be more realistic. What Nintendo didn't realize at the time, though, was that the original artwork probably would have gone over just fine, since the art was done by Akira Toriyama, the creator of the now immensely popular in America Dragon Ball franchise. Nintendo of America also gave out free copies of this game to Nintendo Power subscribers in a bid to get the game into as many hands as possible. If they could replicate the series' success in the States, they would surely sell a ton of copies of its inevitable sequels. However, while the game enjoyed a degree of success, it never became the blockbuster it was overseas. In the game, you play as Knight Erdrich. There's a ball of light, a dragon, a quest, and the whole nine yards of classic RPG storytelling, and effectively kicked off a franchise that's still going strong today. The game's music was composed by Koichi Sugiyama, and the main theme is one of the most recognizable pieces of game music in Japan and has also been reprised in some form in just about every single Dragon Quest release, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. He's written for musicals, TV shows, animated movies, and more, but is perhaps most well-known for his work on the Dragon Quest series, considering what a cultural phenomenon it has become. In addition to his work throughout the franchise, he's also written for games like Evo, Search for Eden, some ports of Monopoly, and the World Golf series. So, Matt... <laughs> yes, Chris? What is it? <laughs> What's your history with Dragon Warrior? Um, pretty much nil. Um, really? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I got Final Fantasy One, and you know, at the time, I didn't quite understand it. I didn't understand the mechanics of the game. Like it was just, you know, it wasn't a two D side scroller or you know, platform or whatever it was. So it was a little um out of my depth right but i still really enjoyed it there was something about it that kept me trying to play and kept trying to advance um then when dragon quest came out i saw it and uh, i'm pretty sure i saw it in the nintendo power too which is weird because i never got a copy of it i was a nintendo power subscriber but i never got a copy of it um but uh i had seen it and there was something about the um the mechanics the visuals for fighting monsters that i just did not like and to this day i do not like that visual style where the monsters are facing you Mm -hmm. on the screen facing you the player in your house you don't necessarily see your players i've never cared for that Uh, and it's been done in other uh rpgs and stuff and I, i never liked it and honestly that's really the only thing I never uh, like it, uh, that I didn't like about the series. I've never really truly played them, and it's what turned me off from the whole series. Like a whole franchise has, in my opinion, been ruined by this um, visual styling, and I never looked back. Um, <laughs> however, uh, there was a recent—I um, think it was a remake—that you could play it in its old uh, pixel graphics or its updated you know fancy 3d Uh, i think that was just the newest game in the series yeah yeah dragon quest 11 i believe has has a whole the whole game is playable in retro style yeah in the retro versus the new all right well i stand corrected either way that that game uh piqued my interest a wee bit and then of course i saw it was dragon quest 
Like, I'm not even joking you. If it's anything, I'm like, oh, hey, that was pretty cool. What is that? Is it Dragon Quest? Oh, I'm not interested. <laughs> it, there's something about the franchise that just, um, it's a limp noodle. I don't know. But I was, I, 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 all things all things being equal, I was curious about the last one. I was very um, kind of like, you know what? Maybe I should hang up this stupid idea that I have or, or you know, attempt to get past it and just play the game. Like, it's a world-renowned franchise. Like, it's 11 deep. How could it possibly be terrible? You know what I mean? Like, you just don't like the aesthetic? You're a dummy. Shut up. Go play the game. And I that's mean, it's my 11 deep plus like 350 yeah. bazillion spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, and that's my history with the series. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have a lot more history than you. Uh, <laughs> and as far as the Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior series has gone, I've played this one. Okay. And none of the rest. I own several others. I know. Right. Go, go figure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm actually looking at my collection right now. Let's see. Uh, Dragon Warrior. What do I own? Dodgem, Donkey Kong, Doom, Dr. Mario, Dragon Ball, Dragon Spirit, Dragon Warrior. Okay, it's just the NES ones. I own uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4 on NES, and holy crow are these games become expensive. Yeah. Well, the first one complete goes for around 56. Mm -hmm. The second one complete is 156. Whoa. The third one complete is 256. What? And the fourth one complete is 330. Wow. I wonder why. Well, I know two, I, they, the production runs for each one was, was lower. Significantly. That makes perfect sense then. There's just no. less and less of them. That makes sense. And I, I have all four of them and had intended to play them someday and just never really got around to it because, uh, you know, go me. <laughs> uh, but this first one, uh, my friend who had a Nintendo Power subscription got this game and he wasn't crazy about it. So he lent it to me. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking the cover was super cool because um, I didn't really look too closely at it. <laughs> <laughs> if you like. It looks really great at a glance, and then you, when you look closer, you realize that the dragon's head is one of the goofiest-looking things I've ever seen in my life. It's It just looks like somebody painted over a horse head and drew a bunch of pointy things on it for teeth, and, like, it's it's a terrible dragon. <laughs> but, and, but anyways, uh, yeah. so he lent it to me, and, you know, I remember booting it up, and... Uh, listening to that title screen music. I just really loved the title screen music and uh, I couldn't wait to dive into it and then I hated it. <laughs> I also, like you, I didn't like the you know the, the yeah. head-on perspective mm -hmm. where you couldn't see the characters. It was my first turn-based RPG and this effectively turned me off to turn-based RPGs oh, no. for, for years and years and years. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Just an incredibly long time. Uh, this and Final Fantasy. I just I didn't really like either of them. This one in particular mm -hmm. though was very cumbersome. Like you walked over to stairs yes. and you had to hit stairs. Like in yes. Zelda, I can just walk upstairs when I go up to him. When do I not want to walk up the stairs? Like what? What the yeah. heck is this? Why even put him there? But but I tried. You know, I did spend a lot of time with it, and uh, the music really stuck with me. I I love this game's, albeit limited, soundtrack uh, quite a bit, and it it's left. It left a real impression on me going forward, and uh, it's one of the reasons I've wanted to spend more time with the franchise. Now, I did I did play, I started the demo for Dragon Quest XI on mm -hmm. Switch, and I did relatively enjoy it, uh, but it's, and I, and I wound up getting the full game for Christmas, but it's, I, it's one that I haven't gone back to. It's on my backlog list of things to get to eventually, mm -hmm. but I know it's a gigantic undertaking, and I just have so many other things to get to dedicating yeah. myself to a gigantic long RPG like that is kind of difficult to do. But that said, I love Kira Toriyama's art style uh, and I've heard so many good things about this one in particular that it's just a really, really good game the further you get into it. So, I don't know. I, I hope to get to it someday, but... Just uh, slightly on topic, but a little off topic, I um, was looking up the original cover art and I, I agree the original cover art is fantastic and probably should have stayed um, but uh, I did find that there is a 25th anniversary and a 30th anniversary of the Dragon Quest illustrations by Akira uh, so 
you can get yourself like a nice hardcover for 25 on Amazon if you really nice. dig the art style. So, you know, and that Tori goes for everyone artwork. else too. You know, it's, I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, and it's it's really funny to think that this was this is you know early Toriyama's work, mm-hmm. and this would have hit America before Dragon Ball. This would have been such a primer for that yeah. uh, in the states, and I just think it would have been so much cooler had this game worn its actual personality on its sleeve instead of trying to look more yeah. edgy and realistic and violent on the outside. Like uh, that being said, I think Dragon Warrior is a bit of a cooler name than Dragon Quest. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with you. Uh, I mean, I, I like, I like both of them. I kind of, I'm, I maybe I'm a little bit more akin to Dragon Warrior just because, yeah, I really like that font. I think it's really nice looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dragon Quest is probably a little bit more matches the game's personality. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get to work here. Yes. Uh, so over the intro uh, of this episode, I was going to play a different version of one of the songs in the game, uh, the. Uh, throne room song uh, there's like two different versions of it and one of them's a bit shorter so we'll listen to the full version uh, it's gonna be our third track tonight but usually I'll play like the intro music or something over the actual intro to the episode but the title theme of Dragon Warrior is is one of the like I said in the, the earlier it's one of the most recognizable pieces of music in video game history um And it's a really, really good song. So that's where we're going to start. Here is the title theme from Dragon Warrior. Enjoy. tell you how many times i stopped i i would just kind of held the game in position to listen to that opening sequence i there's something very um uncharacteristically orchestral about the beginning of that song i feel like for for nes games like the way the intro works uh and it just kind of and then it picks back up with a different cadence and it's a it's it's a it's a gorgeous piece after that and it tra- it's translated over the years so well to the like full orchestral uh instrumentation and whatnot uh, and you can really just kind of hear that in this song it was really written to be a a sweeping epic piece and it works so well it's it's such a delightful song it must be amazing uh or i should say it must be an amazing kind of uh, experience to um write this piece of music back then have in your mind like exactly how you envision it but you know being limited by obviously you know um the tech and then you know live long enough for it to then become that big sweeping orchestral piece that you potentially had in your head i, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. what that feels like but um i i absolutely uh, i hear exactly what you're saying um it, it's a beautiful little piece of music i can i can feel it wants to be much bigger than it is, but and not in a not in a a bad way, like not in someone trying. You know what I mean? You just you hear it and you're like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> um, I will say, I, I mean, it's the NES, so I I can't really you know bash it too hard. There's there's certain notes that I feel are a little grating, and I think it's just because of um, 
what's the word frequency resonance where some mm-hmm. things are just kind of sitting on top of each other and creating uh, an artificial um like volume dynamic so there's yeah, certain I areas that, that are that, that are louder than others but i think it's just because of that little you know acoustic phenomena but i mean otherwise like that's that's literally the the worst thing i could possibly say about that that track i, I thought it was uh fantastic though again as someone who's not a fan of the franchise like oh man i, I kind of wish i was you know this is good stuff <laughs> yeah it's it's a really it definitely is a, is the kind of piece of music that makes you think you're think you're about to really get into something epic like it just it just feels good i really love that song yeah okay let's let, let's keep on moving on to the second track which uh is uh, it's it's technically the town theme, but it also shows up when you're entering your name and stuff in the very beginning of the game, uh, before it uh, before it dives you in. But this is a this is a very cute town song. Uh, I really don't know what other u- word to use for it other than cute. Uh, it's I don't know. It, it it makes me feel more like RPG menu music than RPG town music. But maybe it's just because that's where my mental association went with it but either way uh it's a cool song so let's give it a listen here is track two town enjoy dragon warrior and right i get it yeah 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 absolutely it's uh if i didn't know any better i'd almost feel like this was pulled like from kirby like a kirby game if you played it and and you made me guess i'm also terrible at that game as we all found out um but uh big shouts to matt um i would i would say this is from a kirby game and again not not necessarily in a bad way it just uh, yeah i don't I don't see the two coming together. Uh, that aside, though, again, another a great little piece of music. Um, yeah, it's very catchy. It's very, it's very pleasant. It's very delightful. And I mean, it might just be partially the the, the uh, instrumentation, but there's something about this song that doesn't make me think RPG town music. You know, it's mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like your typical RPG festival town music, and it also doesn't mm-hmm. feel quite so relaxed uh as as town music it's 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 almost vaguely jaunty (laughs) yeah 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 there's like a like a calliope kind of that's how you say it i never know how to pronounce that word but like a (laughs) merry-go-round midway kind yeah 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 i I definitely hear that that's a weird song (laughs) <laughs> not yeah. a bad song, but yeah, it's, no, it's a no, weird yeah, song. Not, not weird, bad, just weird. <laughs> yeah. Strange, strange little piece of music there. Well, mm-hmm. all right. So uh, this next track is called Ten Tengil Castle" or "Throne Room," uh, and this is the song that has two different versions of it. This is the one that is, I don't know, it's better because there's more to it. The other one just kind of <laughs> repeats the one phrase over and over again, and this has a little bit more going on. This is such a memorable song for me. It's it's a simple track. There's not a lot to it, but this one this one really sticks with you. It's a, it's a it's a really cool song. So here is Ten Tengil Castle. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hassle. I hope I'm saying that right. And, uh, really, I don't care if I'm saying it right. That song rules. <laughs> that song is so cool, man. And I'd like the uh, opening track. I always kind of felt that it had this more orchestral thing going on behind it. But there's something very... Like, that one makes sense to me. There's a really cool, regal feel to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just kind of got this... It, it's got that almost air of mystery and or dread floating on behind it like it's like okay mm-hmm. you had you started off with the 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 really sweeping epic joyous glorious music and then you went to this happy little jaunty town music and then like no get serious there's a dragon you gotta warrior it <laughs> <laughs> or quest it or quest it depending on where you're from depending on your geography <laughs> uh, you're wearing blue armor you're not shovel knight and you're out to you're you're out to to, to find a dragon and, and slay it, and it's it it just really threw the tone, uh, I mean, swung it in the opposite direction, and it's it's so weird for me going back and looking at this game, knowing what I do now that it was, you know, Toriyama's work because I'm such a huge Dragon Ball fan, and I never knew that. Uh, I wasn't a Dragon Ball fan until later in life, and then even then, it wasn't until I'd seen a ton of Dragon Ball when I was told that the Dragon Quest franchise was always Toriyama's work. And then I went back and played some of their first game and was like, oh my god, this is totally Toriyama's artwork on the freaking Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also oozing with his personality as far as the storytelling goes, but it's it's so much younger here. It's it's not it's it, I had a different perception of what this game was based on its box art. Like I read it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And now I look at it with a different tone because I understand the tone that comes with Toriyama's artwork and stuff. And it's th- this song in particular is one of those things that it just made me think things were a lot more serious than they were. Uh, either way, I love the song. I just think it's a great tune. Um, so I'm I'm not a Dragon Ball fan. Um, uh, so you could send all your hate mail to three zero five zero. Um, the, uh, <laughs> but the, the song itself, uh, actually, wait, I want to say this. So, so I'm not a Dragon Ball fan, but you have piqued my interest now by saying you understand the tone with the animation or, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing. So you've piqued my interest a wee bit there, but anyway, um, the track itself, which is what I'm here for, uh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. There is this um, regal uh, in the court and not, you know, order in the courtroom can't beat the rap. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're in front of the king, perhaps. It's a, a very regal uh, meeting. And then you get that, uh, that second part, which is fantastic. It almost comes out of nowhere. And then it, it changes the whole dynamic of this thing. And you're like, ooh, okay, all right. Okay, okay. Well, we, like you said, we'll get serious. We're going to get serious. Some big's going down. And I dig it. I dig it a lot. I think this is really good. And this is something I'd like to hear like a modern um, uh, take on if it exists. Yeah. As far as I know, um, a lot of the music in these games and, and I, it was weird cause I'm doing the uh, research here uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know, this guy's history, the composer. And I remember when they put the uh, dragon quest hero in smash brothers, no music from this game appears because of some sort of licensing issue. Like apparently ah. different this, but if, if it's all the same guy who's been working on the franchise since, you know, the get go, like why are some, why is there weird licensing tied mm-hmm. up in these? Why songs? is it even like, a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. But, uh, as far as I know, I, the main theme is always reprised, but I don't ever recall hearing other versions throughout my travels of these other songs. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I haven't listened to a lot of dragon quest music, yeah, right. Um, because as far as I know, the franchise is not actually known for its music. In fact, one of the things that people didn't like about the last Dragon Quest game was its soundtrack. Hmm. Uh, not that it was bad, just that it wasn't particularly good. Uh, yeah. Whereas Final Fantasy is like, oh my god, no Imatsu, Like this is this is glorious, you know, top to bottom. Whereas I always just kind of assumed Dragon Warrior continued to have great music because, and as much as I didn't really like this game. I loved its soundtrack. Like the mm-hmm. music really stuck with me. So I don't know. Any losers. <laughs> uh, this next one is the song uh, with the exception of the title theme. This is the song that stuck with me the most because it's um, 
uh, because of the eeriness factor. Uh, this is the overworld song. So, you know, you walk around on a map and then you get into random encounters, etc., etc. Uh, and this is the music that plays on the map. And I've always found this track to be deeply unsettling. There's something very, very lost and alone to it. Not just alone, like the, the music in something like Metroid gives this air of solitude, but this one in mm-hmm. particular just always made me feel really like lost and alone and just not in a like terrified shivering kind of way just more of a like really sad kind of way it's it's a mm. beautiful piece of music um but it's 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 partially the the composition it's partially the instrumentation everything about this piece comes together in a very unsettling way to me personally and i'm curious what you get out of it or what anybody else really gets out of this song because i f- can't help but feel that it's a it's a unique feeling to me uh but it's it's this is what this is the song that stuck with me more than any other song with the exception of the title theme uh when i think of dragon warrior and also one of the reasons i never played the sequels because again i had this misconception on what the tone of the dragon quest franchise in general was supposed to be and this was one of those songs that kind of made me feel that uh, and again, it was often at odds with the music. Like you'd be walking around to this really scary, sad music, and then you'd get into a fight with a, an adorable slime and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here is Overworld from Dragon Warrior. Enjoy. the uh, deeply haunting overworld theme. What did you make of that one? I definitely uh, hear what you're saying. It's very um, like it's it's central melody or it's um, leading instruments, if you will, are mm-hmm. very stripped. Like yeah, um, it feels really hollow. Right. the 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 central melody to me, uh, I definitely get the isolation from not only um, in tone for you know um setting the tone uh but actually sonically i it to me it feels i i know this isn't possible for the time for the nes and stuff really to have like panning and and you know hard left hard right that sort of stuff but it feels very very center and like very very um i guess isolated for lack of a i mean there's you know going just taking a moment and thinking back there's not a lot going on so i mean that lends itself too to the idea of um this very isolated there's like two melodies that's it it's just there's no percussion there's no bass there's no nothing it's just the do 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 and then that backing really staccato notes yeah and then it's just that really high pitched Mm -hmm. almost like a flute or whatever it is but it's very Yeah. yeah there's but they didn't add any effect to it or anything it's flat it's completely flat it's very much like you're just lost in the woods and this is like you have nothing but a flute and you're just gonna play you're gonna play a tune and then to like keep yourself company or something yeah exactly like there's just something really really unsettlingly eerie about this song no i i I, I love it i dig it i dig it yeah yeah yeah, right exactly every everything that you're saying is great about this song is i'm i'm 100 agreeing with that that's what makes this song um as good as it is and it's it it is such an example of less is more like when you really just strip it down it sounds so electric like it sounds so just electronic It, it doesn't it doesn't engage in any embellishments that the NES was capable of. No. Uh, even even at this time, even at this early stage in development for the Famicom, they could have done more mm-hmm. with this song. Uh, there, there was more impressive music out there already, but there's just 
there's just nothing. This is just flat, and those staccato notes are just bleeps, basically. <laughs> it's 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 such a bizarre track. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the next two songs are two different versions of the same song. So, uh, the, the underworld, basically all the dungeons you go into this game, and this was what turned me off to this game more than anything else. Any of the dungeons that you go into, you always have to, like, use torches and stuff to kind of expand where you can and can't see, and you just get in all these fights, and it's really, really easy to die. Like, it's just incredibly brutally difficult to find your way through these labyrinths and stuff, and it was, it was just too much for me. But every one of these things has the same song. And each floor you go down, the song changes key down. <laughs> down, down, down. So I picked two that I think are the most interesting. Like, the first floor, I think, is just too darn high-pitched. So we're going to listen to Underworld Level 3 to start. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll listen to the absolute bottom layer, just because... Why the hell not? <laughs> I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's awesome or hilarious just how deep this goes. <laughs> But anyway, here is uh, the incredibly repetitive and also somewhat unsettling Underworld Level 3. Enjoy. my gripe with that song. (laughs) When you think just from a basic composition standpoint, this is not entirely dissimilar to the Labyrinth music that Koji Kondo did for The Legend of Zelda. Correct. And yet, this sounds so much more dead than uh, that song does. Like, it's very similar, right? It's got Mm -hmm. one melody and then the the Mm do-do-do-do-do-do-do going on in the background. It's very similar. But it comes down to like instrument choices. And again, I want to give the game credit for the way that it it made you feel about those other songs. Uh, Specifically, we were just talking about with the overworld with the really flat tones. But then it almost makes me think like, did they just not know how to add more? layers and stuff to it and then i think like back to the title theme like no obviously they knew how to do like to make this stuff sound more full Mm -hmm. uh but maybe it's maybe this song is written so basically so that it can be as malleable as it has to be where it changes keys every single floor you go down right because oh boy it gets weirder so uh uh we'll listen to the next one then let me know what you think of the whole the whole shebang all right all right so this next one is Underworld Dark World Lair. This is the bottom. This is as low as it gets. And it is, I don't know, it made me laugh the first time I heard it. Because I never got this far in the game. And then I, I downloaded the soundtrack. I was like, wait, oh, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Underworld Dark World Lair. Enjoy. They went too far, right? Like you, uh, yeah, you've dug, just, you've just dug too little. deep. <laughs> just, just a little. I mean, it's, it's. Look, I appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, but I, I mean, I even appreciate the like. Okay, it's definitely pitched down, but they even slowed it down too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's that's the other thing. Every single one of them kept getting slower and lower. Like it wasn't just yeah. I don't know if that would have driven me crazy. You know, like is it like you just play and you like. I don't even know if I would have noticed as a kid, you know, as an adult, I totally would have been like, wait, what, what is this? What are you doing? What are you guys doing? Um, 
uh, uh, composition wise, like just like you said, you're right. It shares so many similarities with um, the uh, dungeon music from The Legend of Zelda. Um, it's it's good. It's it's certainly not my favorite so far. It's good, but like I feel like there's something lacking. I almost feel like, and I I hate to do this because I really don't like when this is a thing, but it feels like it's trying to be something as mm. opposed to being itself. Like, you know, I, I, you know, who am I to say that they weren't influenced or they weren't told, you know, this, this game over here is a big hit. Like you got to do something like that. You know, I don't know. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the room where the, the decisions are made. Um, so I, I don't want to, you know, uh, speculate, but it, it's good. Uh, just, yeah, not my favorite. It's fine. Yeah, it's that. That's pretty much all I, all I think of it. Is it's fine, but it's it's not enough, especially considering how yeah. much time you spend in here. It it needed. I, I feel like this this song needed more. This needed more something. More uh, it, another layer of something. Another piece to the song. It's to just certainly give it a more very texture. short. It's very short. And it's very untextured, and I understand that making it more complex may have made this whole trick that they did where it keeps getting deeper and slower right. and sillier. But I mean, like we're listening to it and when it goes to the part, you were just laughing and we we're both just cracking I mean, up at that. I mean, it just sounds silly at that point. But to be fair though, I felt that way on level three. I can only imagine what it sounds like on level one. I think it's just kind of a funny, it just kind of it comes is, out yeah, of nowhere and it almost kind doesn't of a feel like thing. it doesn't, feel like part of the song like it almost feels like it was someone was like look what i can do and they're like yes eh, throw it in there <laughs> sure why not there's no oversight yeah <laughs> they didn't run it past anybody no i mean they were the everybody anybody's they're like that sounds good let's do it you know it's when you're cooking you've got a little bit of spice left you're like yeah, all right but no one's gonna <laughs> notice and then all of a sudden everything tastes like uh you know coriander or whatever mm, cumin that's what I, I was cumin. That's what I was looking for, not coriander. Cumin is so specific. It uh, is. All right. Anyway, enough culinary uh, chit chat. <laughs> Let's get back to the. I made a tater tot taco casserole for lunch this week. What? Yeah, tater tot taco casserole. All right. So hang on, guys, because I know now you you guys are just as interested as I am. I need to hear about. This. We're going to take two minutes and we're going to hear about this. All right. I talked about this a little bit on Stone Age Gamer. But, All right. Uh, so I'll, I'll recap. When Please. I was growing up, my mom found somewhere, I don't know, some recipe for something called taco casserole. And she used to make it all the time. And I just loved it. And yeah. uh, when I when I grew up, I, I you know started making it for myself for dinner because I remembered mm-hmm. how she made it. And I wound up um, cutting it with rice to make it last longer. Okay. So like I did the same same thing. It was like a you know regular package of I I always use ground turkey for all of my taco needs instead of beef. I just sure. like ground turkey better. Sure. Uh, and it's like you know ground turkey and you know when we were kids and and poor and whatnot it was that and like yep. onion powder and garlic powder and some some dried spices and stuff chili powder sure can of tomato sauce. Uh, now I use fresh herbs now and and you know chop and saute some onions and and garlic in there now. Uh, which is so so good, um, <laughs> and uh, so you put that whole mixture together, and then you get a casserole dish, and you get a bag of nacho cheese Doritos, you crunch huh. them up across the bottom, then you pour the meat mixture on top, then you you <laughs> dice a tomato, dice a tomato, throw that on top, and then you cover it in uh, a mixture of cheddar and jack cheese. You bake it, and it's just amazing. Holy cow! I just love it. I had so, dinner, and I'm salivating. <laughs> so, uh, what I eventually did was I cut it with rice as well. So mm-hmm. I just added about two cups of rice to that, and it made the whole meal last a little bit longer and be a little bit more filling. It kind of, you know, made the whole thing just ever so slightly more bland because it was like the rice was just filler. It didn't really add anything yeah. to it other than okay. more food. So I'm scrolling through Facebook, and this recipe from old el paso drops in and just like as an ad like hey tater tot taco casserole check this out and i look at i just took a look at their screenshot i was like i can top that (laughs) 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 i I looked at their recipe i was like i'm not even reading this i see that and i see that it's trash but the idea (laughs) of adding tater tots to taco casserole is freaking genius 
because potato plus Mexican food is such a good thing. And like calling this Mexican food is a stretch. Oh, right? absolutely. This is this is a complete abomination, probably to anyone who actually enjoys real Mexican food, even though that's me as well. I don't know. Good food's good food. Doritos rule. I don't know. We'll what, agree. We'll I don't agree. know what to say. It's not authentic, but it is delicious. So what I did was I yanked the rice out of the recipe. It's like, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm doing, I'm going to take the rice out. I'm going to cook it, you know, the way I used to, which is so good where without the rice, it's just the, just the, all the right and right amount of flavors. Mm-hmm. And I did the whole same thing except for, on top of the tomatoes, but before the cheese, I cooked most of a bag of tater tots, like uh, baked them down so they were nice and crispy, mm-hmm. threw those suckers on top, then put the cheese on top of that. Mm-mm-mm. It was, it's so good. I've been You're eating a mad man. all week long. It's genius. I love it to death. There you go, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> Tater tot taco casserole. You're all welcome for that. <laughs> if you're driving and listening to this and you're hungry, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put a, I'll put the recipe in the show notes or something. <laughs> Boom. Look at that. I, I just got you guys a free recipe. Like, who, who better than us, huh? <laughs> Come for the music. Stay for the recipes. Like My wife recently decided that she wasn't crazy about taco casserole, wow. uh, so I started experimenting with things that I've always wanted to. I thought like, you were going to say, so I started exploring divorce, and I was going to say, well, that's fair, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, because she doesn't like spicy food all that much, so oh, I've okay. like, added a couple dashes of hot sauce, and I also swapped out the nacho cheese Doritos for the spicy chili Doritos. Oh, boy. In the last, the last batch that I made before I did the whole tater tot oh thing. God. And that was really good. One thing I've always wanted to try is how would this work with Cool Ranch? Oh, you're a madman. Right? It's a totally different flavor profile, and yet it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's not. Oh, my God. So I'm totally going to try that next. That's going to be my next thing. And we we wait with bated breath on your report. <laughs> uh, at least trying. I do. I'm curious. I, I love that. <laughs> like, okay, this will be the last thing I say, and I swear we'll get back to Dragon <laughs> Dragon Warrior. I, I do appreciate people who get in the kitchen and then they're able to just like see a recipe and, and you don't have to have culinary training either. You're just like, hey, man, what if we did this? That sounds like a good idea. And then, of course, you'd like you just fall in love with your creation. Like, God, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I appreciate that a lot. I'm I enjoy cooking, but I'm very much like a by the recipe kind of guy, unless it's something like like I grew up with chicken cutlets and I know how to make them and like I didn't I don't even have to think about them but recently found a recipe to make turkey chicken you know like turkey breast cutlets and mm. I've taken that recipe for the um the breadcrumbs like the the batter and I put that on the chicken and it's it's just I've never looked back you know you get like your regular old progressive breadcrumbs that's how I used to make it but then I got this recipe where it was like dash of this dash of that some parmesan cheese get some panko and I'm like holy cow so fantastic. So <laughs> yeah. fantastic. So mixing, I get mixing panko and regular breadcrumbs together is one of my favorite things. I just I just love doing it. It's so good. And and almost any time you want to throw breadcrumbs in something, throw in some grated parmesan, man. Yes. That's just Yes. Just, mm, yes. I put that stuff in my meatballs. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, good times. Anyway, Dra- Dragon Warriors. Dragon Warriors, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yes. Wait, it depends on where you are. <laughs> Oh my god. Is okay. it Parmesan or Parmesan and Romano? Depends on where you oh, are. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on Romano, man. All right, stop. Let's stop. <laughs> so now, we've now only I'm got a couple fault. of tracks left. Uh, this next track is probably the track, if you've really played this game, this is probably the song you heard more than any of the rest of it. It's the battle theme. Hey. So what happens when you get into a fight? So here is the battle theme. Enjoy. <laughs> the battle theme 
That is so weird. <laughs> I've heard catchier music. <laughs> yeah. I've hummed catchier music. That is just... It sticks with you, though. Yeah, it does. And I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to say it doesn't work, because it does. In in the realm of this game, when you're doing these, it, ma it makes all the battles have a certain degree of tension to them. All right, I'll give you that, because that first part, re, re, yeah. re, yeah, that part I see that, and then it, I don't know, there's like that back, yeah, it's so weird, I, let me hang on a second, I gotta play this again. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't know, <laughs> now I almost don't know what to make of it, at first I was like, I don't get it, like, this is weird, that part. Like that's really cool. That's the part I really enjoy the most about it. Um, uh, but it's so minute. It, it's such a small part of a small loop. So it's like, I'd like more of that, please. Oh, I can't have it. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I have a hard time really kind of nailing down what I think of this as a song. It really just yeah. feels like more of a collection of sounds than a song, you know? like, <laughs> which which is really a song but no i i know what you mean it's it's, it's like an alarm that's going on <laughs> at different frequencies yes it's like an alarm uh, i might change my alarm oh god but no i know oh what is this <laughs> can you imagine waking up to this every morning no i I'd, I'd kill someone before <laughs> oh, that would be the worst alarm ever <laughs> Social experiments. Someone go out and do and, and report back. Um, I'm gonna replace my wife's alarm tone with this. <laughs> you will die, not her. You will die. <laughs> It'll turn into an actual battle, and it won't be turn based. <laughs> nope. It'll no. always be her turn. Yeah, and she will be facing you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. Well. Okay. Well. Anyway. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That's a collection of sounds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, then I guess it's time to move on to our last track of the night, uh, and that is the final battle theme. I am very unfamiliar with this track because I never, <laughs> I never got to the end of this game. I barely got so, to the beginning of this game. I, I am assuming that this is a final battle against a dragon. Hey, um, sure. I'm probably going to look it up on YouTube while we're listening to the, to the tune. So here is final battle theme. Enjoy. theme i did just look it up and uh, the way it goes is uh you start the battle uh there's like a i don't know the dragon lord the king of kings uh is who you face off against and it looks like the castle from the beginning of the game but i could be wrong uh i don't know i don't know what i'm looking at but you fight <laughs> the dragon lord and he looks like just some dude with green skin and a staff. And after you beat him up, he turned, reveals his true form, which is a blue dragon that is just like... Boy, that's a Toriyama picture if I ever saw one. Mm. But it, it reminds me of another reason why the, the battle system in this game always bugged me. It was like, you have all this information, but you don't have all the information you need. And there's no animation at all. 
Uh, so it's just like, this fight is just completely on a black screen. Because uh, it's a relatively big dragon. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just you know, a static shot of a dragon and lots of words flipping. Like, this is how many hit points you have. Of how many, it won't tell you, but <laughs> you just kind of have to know this stuff. Uh, but anyway, so this song is... Uh, uh, I mean, I guess it's... I guess it's okay. Like as a song, like disconnected from its its um, context, it's it's fine as as a piece of piece of music from a video game. But it's it doesn't really feel as epic as a final boss fight should. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very. Um, it feels like the kind of music you would hear in the conversation with the bad guy before you start fighting them. <laughs> okay. I can see that. I don't, know, I, I don't know. That's I don't really know what else to make of it. it is it is one of the more at least somewhat complex songs mm -hmm. uh, on the soundtrack. You know what I mean? It's got a it's it's got a decent amount of going. It's got a few harmonies in there. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not a crazy complex song, but in comparison to some of the other stuff we heard, it's it's a bit more complex. Uh, I don't know that I'd call it super memorable. The fight does seem to drag on for a while. Dragon, dragon, ha! Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got nothing, man. <laughs> what did you think, think of it? I think you did pretty well for a guy that got nothing. Um, I feel like I have even less than you, but I actually liked it. I, I thought it was a really good track. Um, I'll agree that it doesn't carry the weight of you know some of the some of the stuff you and I will gush over when it comes to big boss music. Um, but um. I, I dug it. I think it, it is better suited maybe for a, a mini boss or maybe some generic fighting, perhaps. Um, like, I almost feel like that could have been perhaps the uh, the dungeon music and then <laughs> and then jokingly pitch it down just because. But no, don't actually <laughs> do it because um, because I think this track is, is pretty, pretty well put together. Um, yeah, you're right. This would make better dungeon music. It, it has that vibe for me um yeah uh you know but anyway um it's good i i like it i i think it's better than maybe a handful of the previous tracks we've listened to but you know all in all uh i, I dig yeah that's it. yeah, <laughs> yeah what, sorry yeah. i'm sorry that's it over and out. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to add uh that's that's kind of how i feel it's i think it's, it's nice over, if you add anything you're overthinking it yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's that's Dragon Warrior, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we made it, and y'all got a recipe. It. Yeah, you got a, got some taco casserole out of the deal. <laughs> uh, well, that's that. Yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, any final thoughts on this game before we uh, close things out? No, I mean I'd just be repeating myself when I say like I want to like this series because it's so storied and, and historical. Just I'm I don't think I'm ever gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna. Unfortunately, with you, I mean, I'm definitely never gonna go back and play all of the franchise. I mean, dear God, no! We all be, eleven of the we RPGs. Need two lifetimes, maybe. It's a. I mean, you know, it, they're it's eleven JRPGs, but yeah. some of them were never released in America in their original forms. They've been re-released, but only on handhelds like the DS and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> there are some of them that I am very interested in playing, uh, like Dragon Quest. Eight, I think, was the one on PS2 that looked really cool. Uh, I'd love to really spend a little bit of time with the Super Nintendo ones just to see what they're like. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm never going to go back and finish this game because I find it incredibly tedious. But I do really appreciate its music, and I appreciate all that it's done for the uh, the world of video games. I mean, it's happy 35th anniversary to Dragon Quest. <laughs> well, that seems kind of um, sarcastic now that we've, like... <laughs> You know, given our personal history with the game, our personal feelings of the game, and then, you know, some of the songs, it feels sarcastic. But, you know, I um, agreed. Happy 35th. I mean, it, it gave birth to the JRPG series or, or genre, which head and shoulders above a lot of other games is one of my favorite genres of all time. Um, and I, I, I often, um, or I should say, there was a great stretch of time where all I wanted was a good JRPG and what that meant to me, I still don't know because, you know, I felt like maybe the one of the last great JRPGs I played was Final Fantasy VII, uh, but that's totally not true because I played things in between that were great. So I don't know what the hell I'm looking for, but 
the the to to say you know historical series have bred the genre like you know that's that's accolades enough if you ask me yeah i just want to play chrono trigger again yeah yeah and maybe i will but see i'm i'm actually ready to start secret of mana next so depending on what my next uh assignment for nintendo force is i'm gonna to try to make secret of mana my next Sneaking game i in play there. for myself yeah definitely yeah. Well, uh, all right, that's going to be it. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show. Join in next time where we'll be continuing our anniversary extravaganza with the 30th anniversary of Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads for NES. You are clearly very excited. I am. I love this game, and I love this soundtrack. This game is so... Uh, I unironically love this game. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of jokes out there about... Battletoads for some reason, I don't know, became a meme at some point, whatever. And I know the game's got some serious problems, but it is amazingly ambitious, and the soundtrack is just David Wise being awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm so excited for this one. I love the Battletoads soundtrack. Anyways, uh, we here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can, and we have a couple of ways we can do that. There's the Geek Discord channel, in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whenever our next episodes are going to be. We also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site at geekade.com. Uh, Matt, do you have anything to plug before we leave? Well, we just... The world's longest one-shot continues to roll. My mm-hmm. character uh, is in a quite a moral dilemma about what to do next as his character is being used to further several different interested parties and their interests so uh there there's probably going to be a giant war uh either if not the next session the definitely the session afterwards so who knows what's gonna happen every other saturday on twitch at noon eastern excuse me 1 p.m eastern standard geek that's uh twitch.tv backslash geek a g-e-e-k-a-d e there it is. Uh, let's see. I'll throw in. Uh, I'm almost done with the next overplay. I'm working on Mega Man and Mega Man the Wily Wars. So it's Mega Man 1 versus the Wily Wars. I already did two a while back, and that came out super weird. And <laughs> one's coming out pretty weird, too, because the Genesis version of Mega Man is super weird. Super but, weird, yeah. Uh, I guess more than anything, I'd want to plug I have a new podcast. Uh, it's called A Theater Near You. It's a Ooh. movie podcast that I'm doing with. Uh, Two of my very best friends, Paul Drew and Sean Doyle. Uh, it's a monthly podcast because that's all I have time for. <laughs> yeah. In fact, they don't even have time to do that. But I've recently um, learned that uh, I really enjoy talking to people. Uh, I, I, I miss some of my friends and I get to talk to some people that I really enjoy talking to, like Matt and, and Dale and Stone Age Gamer and, and Evan and Angie and uh, my wife, which I get to talk to anyway, but uh, on, <laughs> on this week's episode. And I found that podcasting is a really good way to keep in touch with people that I would otherwise probably not keep in touch with as much because I'm by nature antisocial. So <laughs> I called up two of my best friends and I said, we need to start a podcast about movies. We're going to do it once a month. And we're just going to talk about movies. And uh, we recorded the first episode. It went up a week or two ago on Geekade. It's called A Theater Near You. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we, we talked about the new Mortal Kombat movie, which I didn't really like all that much. And uh, the next episode, we're going to be talking about the A-Team movie. Because <gasps> that movie rules. Oh, I kind of want to be on this show. <laughs> we're doing this thing where I'm still trying to figure out the exact way we want to do it. Because... Obviously, we want to talk about new, big, important movies when they come out, but mm-hmm. Sean had this idea where we should just go alphabetically. Like, just each episode, we each come up with a a movie that starts with the next letter of the alphabet, and then we vote on the show, what are we going to do? And then we watch that movie. So we're doing A-Team, and, and part of me really just wants to keep sticking along with that and maybe just do the occasional exception when a new movie that we all care about comes out, like Black Widow or something. Mm-hmm. But... uh 
Yeah, I don't know. So we're starting with we we started with Mortal Kombat as our pilot episode, and now we're gonna do eighteen because that movie just rules. It really does. <laughs> Love that movie so much. It's such a shame that movie is never gonna get a sequel because it uh it wasn't was the it came out around the same time as Expendables and it just got trashed because it wasn't the Expendables and like, but the Expendables isn't all that good. This movie rules. <sighs> Having never seen any of the Expendables, I will just smile and nod. I saw the first one, and I was not impressed. <laughs> That's a great review. <laughs> not impressed. Not impressed. The Next. Anyway, <laughs> check out A Theater Near You on geekade.com. Tonight we're going to leave you with, you guessed it, the ending theme. You beat the game, you get to hear a special song. It's only played over the ending, and it's a pretty cool one. So uh, enjoy this, and uh, have sweet dreams about Battletoads, because Battletoads is awesome. We'll see you in a little while. Thanks for listening. Good night.